eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Rick, it's the last edition of a very special With the First Pick <laughs> podcast on location, uh, as you can see here. Well, Florida Gator, we are in Gainesville, Florida. We have to see some guy named Anthony Richardson, so the fourth quarterback uh, in about a week. Last week, of course, we were in Columbus, Ohio for C.J. Stroud, Tuscaloosa for Bryce, and, of course, Lexington, Kentucky for Will Levis. And this is the fourth QB of the four quarterbacks we've been talking about since the fall. And I haven't given you my impressions of Anthony Richardson's workout, so we haven't talked about this since walking over from the, the practice facility. Tell me your thoughts Initial takeaways for what Anthony Richardson did uh, at 6'4", at 240 and change, 10.5-inch hands. He ran in the four fours of the combine, didn't run here, and he looks like a defensive end. Yeah, I know, and you're still in awe when you see him up close and in person. Uh, just his physical size, uh, his athletic skill set. But, you know, the one thing that you notice today is, first thing I notice is that the size of his hand. And when he has that ball in his hand, it looks like he's holding a Nerf ball. And uh, so, and then when we watched him throw today, he doesn't throw with the laces. Whatever way the ball comes to him in shotgun, he just lets it whip. He has a very smooth throwing motion. What we talked about, there's no question about the arm strength, the ability to make all the throws at the next level. Uh, but he can put touch on it with velocity, as you like to say, I believe, layer yeah. or level or whatever the heck your layer. term is, layer it in there. But I thought he had a lot of very accurate throws. This workout was tailored towards his strengths. Yep. Uh, so you've seen a lot of deep out routes, uh, a lot of deep in routes. Uh, he tried to put some touch on the ball. We try to compare his arm talent to Will Levis's arm talent. Both of them have extremely strong arms. I think that's the best arm. I think, uh, I think Will Levis has the strongest arm. I agree. But this kid has the best of combination of not only the arm strength, but being able to throw with some touch. Let me as ask well. you this: Does it feel like I think Will Levis has the best arm as well? But it feels like he is wound tight every single throw. Where 
This felt effortless and much the same way we talk about Bryce Young's workout being effortless, even though he's 5'10". This felt effortless even when he was throwing the ball, Anthony Richardson, 80 yards down the field. Yeah, no, and the way the ball comes off his hands, it, it doesn't look like he's putting any effort right. into it. And uh, and he can throw the ball 80 yards down the field, and it looks like he's just sitting there playing catch in the backyard. So so you mentioned they tailored the workouts to the deep ball, and we saw a ton of that. He hit the Raptor, so he – Levis and Bryce all hit the roof at their respective facilities. I don't know if that's something you can say about CJ Stroud. Maybe he didn't care enough. Like he was. Well, their roof was higher. Their roof was higher. <laughs> Alabama's was considerably lower too. But one of the things that Anthony struggled with, in general, it was the consistency, of course, and the accuracy. But on the on the short, quick throw, the quick game, sometimes his accuracy would be, uh, be a bit off. We saw very little of that today. Yeah, no, and I think he proved everybody. And again, it's just a workout and it's a pro day. But I think with him and all the work he's put in this offseason since the end of the season, what we've seen at the combine, I think he just took another step forward today. Okay, so that's the next question. And I, I asked you this before, Anthony Richardson's worked out, and you like to be patient about things, but give me your top four quarterbacks on the Rick Spielman board at 1 p.m. on Thursday, March 30th. Yeah, I'm still going to go with uh, Bryce Young and yep. C.J. Stroud nipping at his heels. Yep. Uh, and then I'm going to put Anthony Richardson and Will Lovis fourth off what we've seen through these four pro days. So to bring this back to our buddy Pete Briscoe, who we work with, who has been texting us for over a week about how these things are useless. They are not useless because no. you've got pretty important information. You get to see the players up close and personal. You can see how big or how small they are. You can see the arm strength. You can see the hand size. You can notice something like Anthony Richardson isn't throwing with the laces, which is it's a peculiar peculiarity that may or may not mean anything. But you also get a sense for how he interacts because it felt – I don't want this to be unfair, but it felt sort of tense at the Lexington Pro Day Yep. in the sense that Will Levis – Almost like, rehearsed. And it felt like it was do or die for him. Like he had to do everything right. perfectly, dot every I and, and cross every T, where this felt a little more loose. You After the workout ended, and if you were watching, maybe saw it on television, Rick, you were schmoozing no doubt, but you missed Anthony Richardson jogging towards midfield and doing a backflip, and I told you about it and you weren't happy about it. No, because what if he would have blown his ACL out right before the draft? But so, the athleticism of someone 6'4", yeah. 240, doing a backflip like that. There, there's no question he is the most athletic quarterback out of anyone coming out in not only this draft but in a long time. Right. And his ability, and you talked about, to, to throw to the second level with touch. And you, didn't, you can't really see it in a shorts and t-shirt workout, but he throws with anticipation. He attempts to throw with anticipation. Sometimes the accuracy su uh, suffers on tape. But if you don't throw with anticipation, that's something C.J. Stroud's been accused of. It's not like something you can learn, especially when you're going up against NFL defenses. So that's something that is also a factor that has to be taken into consideration. Something else that has to be taken into consideration that you don't really go into these workouts is his ability to process to get through first, second, third read. You don't learn that here, but you can still be swayed by the workout. Yeah. No, you're, you're just verifying what you're seeing on tape. But when you watch it on tape, you wouldn't know that he doesn't throw without the laces. No. But seeing that here. Right. That, but then you saw that it had no effect on his accuracy, his velocity, his touch. He can throw any way, shape, or form that ball comes to him from a shotgun. And he doesn't have to turn and find the ball and find the laces. That's the other thing. Right. And he was warming up, and it was funny that the defensive backs were working out on one side of the field. The other side of the field, Anthony Richardson was warming up. And uh, most of the folks were gathered in the middle of the field, and you slowly saw people start to turn once they realized that Anthony Richardson was there just to get a sense of what he looked like and hear the ball sizzle off his hands, for lack of a better word. And some of the throws he was making just as, as he was warming up, had his legs spread, and he was throwing sideways 30-yard seeds. And, yeah. you know, Bryce Young probably can't do that. Bryce Young does a lot of things that – 
a lot of people on planet Earth can't do. That he probably, yeah, probably not in his bag. No, and if he, in my opinion, would have stayed maybe another year Oof, because yeah. of this offense and another year of getting through his reads and progressions because this offense required you to do that. Right. I think it's just going to, he would have been that much better, but whoever drafts him knows that he's probably not going to be ready in the first year that you get an opportunity to work with him. And then hopefully by year two, he's set to go and be the starter. So that's a good point because I said the same thing. I wanted Anthony Richardson to come back. I said that about other players in the past, but is it better to come back and play at a program like Florida where you're going to play every snap, or is it better to be in an NFL environment around NFL players getting NFL coaching and preparation to be ready to go in year two, like Patrick Mahomes, for example? I just think if you, because of the lack of playing experience that he has, basically as he was a one-year starter, um, I think that just accelerates the process of him being able to step on the field quicker. And these are the conversations you're having in the the draft meetings because you have to – be a hundred percent certain that your coaching staff can coach him up because you don't want him to go to a, a team where they're they're not sold on him, and then the coaches aren't sure they can get the most out of him because you're just wasting time and talent and, and jobs probably at the end of the day. Yeah, and you just you want him, and hopefully a team like to me the perfect fit for him would be Seattle because I oh, just signed oh, yeah. Geno Smith for a three year deal. He can sit back, he can learn. It's not going to be all that pressure and being the savior of the organization coming in is where he's going to get drafted and can sit and relax and learn and go from there. Where if he goes into a situation where he's expected to be QB one right off the bat, then you're going to have, you're probably going to see some struggles. I thought you were going to say Indianapolis because of Shane Steichen and the success he had with Jalen Hurts. But if he goes to Indianapolis, he's probably going to be expected to start. Right. And you also have a situation where, and I'm sure you've had plenty of experience with this, that you hire a, a, whoever the latest hot offensive or defensive coordinator was, but the coaching head coaching job is a completely different right. animal. So it may not be the case that Shane Sykin can get all the most out of Anthony Richardson, for example. Well, if he goes there, he's definitely going to make sure he gets the most out but of But, I him. mean, he has his hands in everything. Yeah, no, pie. he's, a, yeah, he's yeah. a CEO now. He's right, not exactly. an offensive coordinator. So that, that is something to take in consideration. That doesn't mean it can't work. But I think Seattle is probably – it's a, an example of a team with a top, top five or six pick that is actually in a good place. Typically, if you're picking that high, you're a terrible football team, and there's going to be a lot of pressures on you. To your point, he can sit and, and sit behind Geno. Um, everyone, the st- stability in the front office coaching staff, you don't have to worry about that. But you look at what they did with Jalen Hurst. He played and kind of struggled the first yeah. year he started, but look, the results the second year. Got him to the Super Bowl uh, with how they developed. But there's a fine line between sitting and learning and stuff, but you also want to get some of that game experience under your belt. So – it's you you have to decide which direction you're going to go because if he does come in and become a starter you know there's going to be struggles you have to be patient your ownership has to be patient your fans have to be patient and hopefully that'll pay off a year or two three years from now and the other thing is uh practice weeks are so condensed in the nfl it's not like he can take a couple first team reps because they're that's not it's just not doable no and yeah, yeah you're honing in on during uh the season on getting your guys ready to ready to go. Okay, so Anthony Richardson, top 10 pick. We're okay with that? Yes, no no question. I'm, I'm going to say top five pick. 
Oh, 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 Rick, that's a new, a new love interest. It looks like. <laughs> uh, is there anything today? Because we left the the Kentucky Pro Day saying that it was a good Pro Day, but there were there were questions. Is there anything today that gave you pause about what you didn't know about Anthony Richardson? Not from a physical standpoint, yeah. and I think it's just what he's doing in these meetings when they're talking to him about offenses, defenses, site adjustments, everything that goes into it. That stuff we don't know, so I don't know how he's coming out of the meetings. I didn't hear anything today that would indicate that he's struggled in those meetings. So to me, it's just a matter of taking this raw athletic quarterback and just molding him, and that does not happen overnight. And it's just going to take time and patience. Time and patience, and that's something that's in short supply, whether you're a fan, uh, whether you're an owner who's looking to win football games, or whether you're a player trying to get the most out of your abilities because you left college a year early. So, okay. Quarterback's going to go one. One's going to go two. It sounds like one will end up going top five, according to you. But Will Levis, where, where do we see Will Levis come off the board? That'll be interesting. Uh, Here, I'll give you a number. You tell me whether he la- he goes before or after this number, 12. Mm, dollar bet? Yeah, what do you want? I'll take uh, that he goes below 12. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he'll, he'll get drafted after uh, the 12th pick after the 12th year. pick. I don't even know if that's a limb at this point. So it's somewhere between 12 and 31. Hopefully. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying hopefully I actually half joking, half seriously said is Hinton hooker going to end up being drafted before Will Levis and the ACL and the age are, are factors, but teams like Hinton hooker. And, you know, we've heard some mixed reports about Will Levis. We'll see how that unfolds. It's, it's the time of year where you hear all sorts of stuff, half of which probably isn't true, but Anthony Richardson thumbs up on his pro day. Um, C.J. Stroud, we loved his pro day. Bryce Young as well. So we, we've seen four really good pro days. I'll ask you this, and we'll take a break and come back and talk about a few of his teammates here. Rank the pro days that we've seen in uh, terms of the quarterback production. I'm going to go Levis, Stroud, Richardson. Or I'm sorry, I'm going to go Young, Stroud, Richardson, Levis. Okay. In that order. I think the top three are actually closer than Levis's workout. And I'm not trying to be unfair to Levis. I, I, no, he's like I said, he has the most, the strongest arm. It's just the question of his ability to be put touch on the ball and also be accurate when he has to put touch on the ball. Right, and, and he felt like he was pressing. But we'll, again, we have a few more weeks left to talk about that, so we'll get into all that. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, a couple of Anthony Richardson's teammates who had good days today as well. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Anthony Richardson, great day for him, his family. Uh, good day for some other guys, too, that, that played at Florida last year and are going to get drafted. Let's start with Osiris Torrance. Our buddy Pete Prisco, who refuses to come to these things, texts me about a million times that he's the best offensive lineman in this class. I still like Peter Skaronsky a little better. I think Osiris is two for me. I have to double-check my, my most recent rankings. What did you take away from what he did today? Because we talked about Broderick, uh, excuse me, about Parrish Johnson Jr. and what he right. did and what Tyler Steen did at Alabama, uh, what Dewan Jones didn't do at Ohio State. It felt like Osiris only helped himself. Yeah, and he's a big, powerful uh, offensive guard that I think wherever he ends up, he's going to be a plug-and-play day one starter once he uh, gets to the team he's going to. Uh, probably some of the concern I had watching this tape and even down at the senior bowl a little bit was not his power, uh, but maybe he had a little lower body stiffness and maybe huh. he fits best in a gap scheme, which okay. is going forward. And I don't know – if he was going to be able to fit maybe in an outside zone scheme where the most important thing is your lateral quickness and your ability to move laterally. But then watching him live today and up close, I thought that he played, that he worked out with Ben, that he did look quick enough to fit in either scheme. And did he pop the pads and up to yeah, your liking? he was fine. He was popping uh, the pads. So 11-inch hands, which is uh, massive. That's unheard of. 34-inch uh, arms, 6'5 and a half, 331. I mean – you build him in a lab, that's what he looks like. Yep, and that's what you uh, draft and just plug him in and, and let's go. Do you ever have any conversations about, well, we can't take him with a top 15 pick because he's a guard? No, I think if you think he's going to be that unique, you take the best player. Right. And if you think he's going to be a Pro Bowl guard, um, and let's say you have an offensive tackle and he's not, you have him graded as a good starter but not a Pro Bowl level, you still have to take the best player and the player that can be a potential Pro Bowl player for you, like a Quentin Nelson or guys like that. I right. mean, you're not going to take them because he's just a guard. Right, 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 right. Okay, fair enough. And then his teammate on the other side of the ball, who got a lot of buzz in the fall, and you watch his tape and he dominates, and then you watch his tape and sometimes he goes missing for three or four or five series. Jervon Dexter, and let me give you the numbers here. 32-inch uh, arms, 6'5", 7 eighths. 318 and he looked pretty quick in the in the drills yeah no there's no question about this kid's size and he is a unique athlete for his size the only question that i think when you do watch tape is when he wants to turn it on he can be a, one of the top defensive tackles in this draft but yep. the question is where does he go for three or four plays and how do you get to him not physically because physically he has everything you want uh to play in this league it's just can you push the right buttons on that kid to get him to play hard down in and down out? And this is a draft class where their defensive line group isn't deep. It starts with no, Jalen Carter. Especially at deep tackle. Right. You have Brian Brzee. You have Kalaja Kansi, who's six feet, 280, 30-inch arms. That's a concern. You have Siaki Ika out of Baylor, who's 340. Would you rather have someone like Siaki Ika, who's a two-down player in your mind, or someone like Jervon Dexter, knowing that you're going to have to motivate him properly? Well, that's the one thing that's a concern is why would you have to motivate a guy? Or I whatever mean, the reason is he's not playing hard every single play. Right, but yeah. those are the things you're trying to discover and talk to them. And, and I'm sure when they're in these meetings, 
that they're pulling up plays. Listen, this play you chase the quarterback and ran him down outside the pocket. Right. And then this play you're just standing there. So what is it or why do you not play hard all the time? And then you're going to have a lot of talk in your draft room about what the coach is, not about his ability, uh, because he can be a dominant tackle, defensive tackle in this league, if he has the heart and if he has the energy and effort that it needs to take to play at the next level, because you have to be a man to play up in the NFL, especially in the trenches. And guys are going to be coming at you every down. And it's like, who's going to win this battle? And are we going to expect you to take two or three plays off? Or are you going to play hard? And now hopefully he'll be in a situation where he'll be in a rotation. But if you can figure out how to push this kid's buttons, you're going to have a heck of a football player. Yeah, no, I agree. And when you see the the flashes, they they get your attention. It's just the the plays that you mentioned where it doesn't. It seems like he disappears. That that you have to sort out. Um, one last thing, and then we'll get out of here. So I, I was reading today in the Athletic, I believe that um, Scott Fitterer before last week's tour of the of the quarterback pro days told Frank Reich and the coaching staff, I don't don't tell me who you like at quarterback until we get through all this like a week before the draft, actually, because obviously they're, they have the first overall pick. They have a lot of decisions to make. We've seen them front and center at every single one of these quarterback pro days. Did you want to have that conversation with your coaching staff and your – Well, you're having conversations about what you saw at the pro day, what you talked about at dinner, what you did at meeting. Yeah, so, but not – But we're not going to stack them on okay. our private jet as we fly around and do all these things. So, But you're thinking about it, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. No, you're stacking them personally in your mind. Uh, but and you're talking about and reviewing everything that you were able to learn about that player while you were on campus, uh, at the workout, at the dinner, in the meetings, uh, talking through it all. But they'll wait till they get back into the draft room now and then start stacking up. But it's not like they sat there and didn't talk about right. anything. So they're talking yeah. about the positives, talking about the negatives. Uh, but Would they're not you, going to stack up the draft board while they're flying around the country. Frank Reich, Jim Caldwell, Thomas Brown, the new offensive coordinator, Luke McCown, the quarterback's coach. Is there a world where Anthony Richardson's going to be the guy? I don't know. No one knows. We're not sitting in those meetings, so there may be something. Would you that, do it? I don't know. I don't know. We don't have all the information. Well, all we can do is go off what we see on tape and what we've seen at these pro days. But I, I've learned that when you quit talking, that means yes. So that means yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anything's possible in the draft. Anything's possible in the draft. All right. That's it for Rick Spielman, my guy. I didn't, I didn't even say. Uh, 30 years of experience. No. 17 years. From and Austin, a fine young man. And a fine young man. We're here in Gainesville, uh, Florida, in the Gators team meeting room um again great hospitality from everyone here thanks to rick spielman for that of course but that's it for us from here we'll be back monday with another a special guest actually so come back monday to, to see what that's all about uh thanks for watching and we'll see you guys later Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.